Hey friend, welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where we are all about taking inspired action towards showing up as the most confident and authentic version of ourselves. My name is Jess Bergio, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur dedicated to sharing the behind the scenes of how others created a life and business of their dreams. Each week, you can count on multiple episodes bringing you an inside look at how you too can create the life and business of your dreams. Life and business isn't meant to be done alone. Join the Beauty Inspires Beauty community where we connect each week to share our goals, dreams, and aspirations every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Virgil, with today's co-host, Sarai Spear. And we are so excited to bring you episode number three of us tag-teaming it up, bringing you some good shit, just, you know, giving you the bad motherfucker vibes is what we've decided. <laughs> am I right or am I right? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, all right, that about sums it up. Thanks for joining us, friends. <laughs> Love, light, and go fuck yourself. No. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We just uh, defined Sarai's new book title and that will be it. So be on the lookout. She has not yet written it, but you are not allowed to steal that title. If you do, we will come after you. I will come for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will come for you. You guys, I, I can't even explain to you how excited I am to have a co-host on this podcast because for one, I didn't think anyone would even listen to the podcast, let alone want to <laughs> hang out with me and talk about shit on the podcast. We've just hit over 15,000 downloads and I want to just say thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing the podcast, leaving ratings and reviews. It means the world to know that somebody gives a fuck and this is meaningful content you want to listen to. Um, So I want you guys to get to know Sarai a little bit more. If you haven't already started following her on social media, go do that at Platinum Giraffe on IG. She also has a private education page called Blonding Crew. That is epic. I am a member of that where she not only teaches high-level blonding global blonding. Um, she also just shares so much insight about personal branding, growing, being your best self, really talking about imposter syndrome, the limiting beliefs. We just had a whole ass conversation around what that feels like, what that <laughs> looks did. like. Cause guess what? We still have it too. We're not perfect. Yeah. We're still just a regular couple of girls from middle of fucking nowhere trying to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we've decided the two of us, we just decided that our girl gang is now accepting applications. So if you want to be a part of our gang, you can by joining Blonding Crew, listening to this podcast and and just, you know, being honest with yourself and showing up as the bad motherfucker that you are, even on days where it feels really fucking hard. God, and some days it is really fucking hard, isn't it? it I is. full transparency, y'all. I just had a real fucking hard day and I had a real ass conversation with Jessica about imposter syndrome and success and just sort of being our own worst enemy. So, you know, you, you look at the people on Instagram or celebs and you think, Oh my God, these people have it all together. And I'm never bullshit, just bullshit. We all have our problems. We all have real life stuff. We deal with insecurities and, you know, feelings of unworthiness. I mean, this happens to everybody. So I love that we get deep. Like we're, we just get deep with these conversations and, and, you know, this shit happens in blonding crew in private education, you know, like we talk about real life stuff. And right. I think that, I think it's important to, you know, and I think it's important to drop the facade of, Oh, this perfect life on Instagram. Fuck that. Nobody has a perfect life. And if they do, if it looks perfect to you on the outside, I promise it's crumbling on the inside. <laughs> uh, guarantee it's a hot ass mess of just like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, all the words, like if you can't dig deep and if you're not willing to get honest and like really talk about the things that 
you know, hold you back, get in your way. I mean, we, nothing's perfect. I mean, I, I might have a perfect moments in my days, but I guarantee no day would I ever say is perfect, right? There are moments and, and just like feelings, it's fleeting. You hold yeah. on to the good stuff. You let that drive you, push you to the next thing. You can sit in your shit for a little bit and try to figure out why did this happen? What's going on? How could I, you know, move through this quicker next time? But it's really just about owning that life is full of ups and downs and that you're going to be in some seasons longer than others. And sometimes you do got to eat a few shit sandwiches to figure out, well, I don't want to eat the shit sandwich anymore. I'm ah. done. I'll try that <laughs> other one. It looks not so good either, but maybe, maybe that will work for me. And that's how like entrepreneurship is, right? Yeah. BT dubs. No one eat an actual shit sandwich, please. Okay. Jess and I are not responsible if you decide to eat a poop sandwich. Okay. There's uh. our, there's our disclaimer. <laughs> Just like I don't want you to actually throw spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks because right. that's that's what a lot of us are doing in entrepreneurship. And that's what yeah. many people did before they got to what you see now on social media. And that's why, yeah. you know, having Sarai on the podcast, it's like we're both, you know, striving entrepreneurs, just building businesses, trying to figure it out. Every day is a different, like shiny object that we're like, oh, is that an opportunity or a distraction? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me just bang my head against the wall until I figure it out. But you know, it's like, it's, it's relating to people. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably relating to one of us or both of us, hopefully, because we seemingly are the same person at some level. Yes. Like, I hope you are too. And I hope you think that what we can bring you is, you know, thoughtful conversation, just gets you thinking, makes you feel less alone that you too don't have to struggle by yourself. Cause most of us all have the same issues, the same struggles, the same beliefs that we need to work through because they were conditioned as we grew up to believe X, Y, Z. So I want to, I want to deep dive more. If you guys listened to the first two episodes with Sarai, you got to know her story. She opened up and shared a ton of deep ass shit. If you haven't listened to those two episodes yet, hit the pause button and go listen to the other two episodes so that you can really have an understanding of how epic this woman is and how wonderful she is and how lucky I am to have her on this podcast with me. Um, because it's when you can, it, when you can spend time with epic people, it pushes you to grow outside of your comfort zone. And when you can find friends that level you up, they're like, I actually think that's a great idea, but I don't think you're thinking big enough rather than the people that are like, really, that's crazy. You're going to, you're going to squash that to go do that. Well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's your friends that are like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Let's go. You know, that's, <laughs> I'll join you. Yes. That's the kind of level of commitment friendship I'm looking for. So if you're looking for that, you found it in us and we, we want to hold that space for you too. So hopefully you're laughing as you take your morning walk or you're on your Peloton or on the couch or on the airplane or wherever you are loving this podcast. So I wanted to just pick Sarai's brain a little bit more so you guys can get to know her a bit. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a little rapid fire because I can't remember. Where are you originally from? Where am I originally from? Yes. Um, I don't even want to say it's such a small town. I'm literally <laughs> from. Okay. I refer to where I'm from as God hates me land because literally there's nothing fucking there. I grew up in a, a small, well, I was born in a small town called Houston, Missouri, not Houston, Texas, which y'all are familiar with Houston, Missouri. There's 500 people. Then I grew up in a little town called Sullivan, Missouri. So Midwest girl born and raised middle of the country. Shout out, shout out to Missouri. Shout out. There's going to be at least three people that listen to this podcast that know <laughs> yes. where your city's from. The rest of us have no fucking clue. And that's okay. Correct. Love correct. it. What are you most excited about right now as far as in your personal life? Oh, my personal life. Friend, that's such a good question. I have so many things that I am doing right now. Like 
I want to do all the things. And I think the most exciting thing is picking which one, because I want to write a book. I said, I wanted to do a podcast and hi, look, here we are. Yes. Um, you know, I want to, I want to move to Montana or Wyoming and all of those things are going to happen. But I think if I had to pick one thing, it would be my, my personal healing journey that I am currently on and diving deep into my bullshit, which sucks. Um, yeah, but it's, it's necessary. And I'm, I'm really, I'm doing the work, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about it. I'm fucking being about it. And as painful and disgusting and yucky and scary as it is, I'm fucking stoked. Like I'm really excited to be on this healing discovery journey because for 41 years, I've been lying to myself. Like Mm. I have just been shoving this shit down. So it's time and it's, it's incredibly messy and weird and awesome at the same time. Oh, that sounds so yummy. And I can relate (laughs) to that so hard. If you can relate to that, please shoot us a DM. If you are working through your messy, ugly, sticky, nasty shit, like we got you. I'm not alone people. Let a girl know. And it's so crazy. Like I'll share a backstory. The first time I ever went to an in-person like women's event, um, I had honestly no idea what I was walking into. This was about eight years ago. And I sat in the back of the room cause I went by myself. I put on my big girl pants. I'm like, you can go by yourself. You'll be fine. I, I mean, I couldn't find anybody to go with me. So I was in the back of the room and these women were talking and they were sharing their stories and everyone started crying and getting their feelings. And I was like, what are they doing? This is weird. <laughs> like, why are they all hugging? And like, they're, it was like, so I was like, wow, this is interesting. And I went back to my room that night and I I read through the questions in the book and I honestly couldn't answer any of them. I was so out of touch with what was going on in my heart. I was so in my head doing the masculine, grinding out the clients, doing what needed to be done as far as like, I had my son already at that point. And I just was like, I think there's some work I need to do here. And that was my first like, oh, Okay, you've been running on autopilot, pretending that everything's fine and that everything from your childhood and your upbringing and the conditioned beliefs that this is why you're not ever fulfilled with what it is that you're doing. You call it boredom, but you're constantly, you check the box and you're like, hmm. Now what? It was because I wasn't content and happy with myself. And that's where I kind of discovered, like, I think yeah. there's some inner, inner shit that I need to be like addressing. Um, so what types of things are you doing to help like bring some of that? Can we talk about some of that? Cause I want to dig sure. in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things is uh, therapy. I'm a huge advocate of therapy. So I am currently an EMDR therapy, which is um, it's incredible. It is life-changing. Um, I think everybody should go to a therapist, but I'm really unpacking my childhood. Just, you know, the, we all have traumas, right? So whether it's big T or small T, I'm, I'm really working through those, unpacking those through therapy. I'm also working with an incredible bioenergetic coach who has, she's reconnected me to my spirituality. I thought that part of me was dead forever. Wow. Um, I had a very religious upbringing. And so, you know, I got rebellious and turned my back. So I am learning how to connect with my higher self. I've started journeying. I actually have my journal right next to me. I am meditating. I thought meditation was for losers. And I was like, I can't meditate. I have ADHD. That was always my excuse. Right. So I've, I've surrounded myself with people who know more than me in this aspect. Mm. You know, I've been listening to podcasts. Um, one of the, the humans that I really admire is, um, Gabby Bernstein. 
And I really resonate with her story. You know, she was an addict. She overcame her addiction and now she speaks on stages and she's just an incredible human. And, and I love her and her book really inspired me to like, take a look at your shit, Sarai, like take a look at your life. And when I started thinking about meditation, I was like, no, I can't. So, you know, for me going outside of myself and really like getting uncomfortable, uh, one of the things I'm learning to do is sit. And I always say like, you've got to sit in your yuck. Now I've said that for years, but I don't think I really understood it until recently, because when you have to sit and be still and be quiet, and when you have fucking ADHD, dude, it is, it is hard. I'm a mile a minute and learning to be able to, to tune into that and to decipher what is noise and what is your gut. And it, is that what your gut is really telling you? Or is that what your parents told you growing up? Or is that what society has told you? So, you know, once you start digging in, the more you learn, the more you have, you realize you don't know shit. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you realize that your thoughts aren't necessarily yours. Like they Absolutely. were things that were put in your head. And we just had a whole conversation around creation and, and creating, um, things. And it's like, we, we both struggle with, well, that's already been said, that's already been done. And it's like, well, everything's been thought already. Everything's been done already to a certain extent, right? We're just taking a spin on it. And it's the same with, you know, people, some people read the Bible and they become Catholic. Some people read the Bible, they become Christians. Some people read the Bible, they're Jehovah's witness. Some people read the Bible and they're fucking Mormon. So it's like, how is the same book translated in so many different ways to relate to different people? And that's, you know, it's like, I don't know why I just brought religion into that. I think because I was raised Catholic and you mentioned religion, but it's just like, it's so interesting how we can all be living on this planet, but have such different experiences yeah. that will take us down a different path, right? Like, so you had a strict religious upbringing. You turned your back and went fucking nutso. Mm -hmm. I had a semi-religious upbringing as well. And luckily I pushed so hard back that like, my mom was more open to allow me to explore like spirituality and realize me getting tattoos that didn't mean I was an atheist <laughs> and that, you know, even though I got the cross tattooed on my ankle, she's like, that's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what she called it, but you know, it's like, but she fucked me up enough to where I had put myself in a box where she had conditioned me to think that being the big fish in the small pond was the answer. That's yeah. the answer to life. That's how you don't fail. You get to this point and you just put your head down and you stay in your lane. And for so many years, staying in my lane got me where I was because I was able to just yeah. stay in my lane. I didn't quit. Every about five, six years, I wanted to quit doing hair because I got bored because I didn't allow myself to grow outside of that box I'd put myself in. Can you relate to that? <laughs> yeah. So many people can relate to that because we, we think we're only good at certain things. And so, yeah. like you said, pushing yourself out of comfort zones, like exponentially opens up opportunities. So where along your career, did you start to like push through that and, and kind of try new things and step into that? Like what role you're in now, but like there had to be a point where you were doing the five, six days a week behind the chair and then realized oh, yeah. I could be, I could be shifting. I could try something that's different. So I think for me, it's just been recently. I mean, I, when I got sober six and a half years ago, again, if you didn't listen to the first two podcasts, go back and listen to them. Now I'm not going to share my story again. Cause I don't want to cry. I don't want to make y'all cry. I'm here to make you laugh today. So when I got sober, I threw myself into work and I didn't re what I didn't realize was that was, um, that was a protector part. That was me not really wanting to dig deep and heal. So I just threw myself into another addiction. Now, granted, this one was much healthier, but for, I'd say probably for three and a half or four years, 
I went hard. I'm talking like 150 miles an hour working six, seven days a week. I, you know, once I started teaching it only exacerbated because I was teaching and I was traveling 48 out of 52 weekends and, and truly exhaustion started to set in. And when I moved into my new suite in November of last year, not 2021, wait, was it a full year? So I'm like a year and a half, November, 2020. Is that it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, when we all came back from lockdown, I was still double booking. I had stopped triple booking, but I was double booking and I was working five days a week because six was too much. And then honestly, over the next year, I kind of went to five days and then I raised my prices a little bit more. And I threw myself more into my education because I realized and I think I'm fucking superwoman, y'all. I think I can do anything. And, and I just, I'm never going to get tired. I was tired. Like I was tired, my body, my brain, my soul, all of it. So I realized there's got to be a better way, but I hadn't dug deep into my shit yet. So my protector part said, no, nah, motherfucker work. Like you got to work. Cause if you're not working, you're not doing anything, which means you're no good. And you're worthless than that whole bullshit. But I really started to sit in that um, about a year ago. Now it doesn't look anything like it does now because I currently work two days a week, going to go down to one day a week, full-time educator, you know, and now I'm delving into other things. So it's not like it happened overnight and it hasn't been an easy process. And there's been a ton of feelings of, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Constantly questioning. Well, if you're not working 80 hours, like you're a piece of shit for working 60, is that all you can do? So there's, there's a lot of unpacking that I've had to do, but I realized that in order for me to grow, and I'm not just talking about like my business and and monetarily, but I mean, to grow and evolve as a human for my next fucking level, I had to allow space. I had to allow time in my schedule, which looked like, but you can't cram no more clients in. You got to take a day off. And so begrudgingly I did. And then now I'm to the point where I'm like, if I got to work three days a week, I'm like, no, hell no, I'm not, uh -uh, absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's been a process, but if I, if I hadn't acknowledged that feeling, that thought that, you know, maybe I don't have to work, maybe I don't have to constantly be producing and constantly no, 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 no from my programming. Um, and I hadn't allowed myself that opportunity to have just a little bit of space because in that little bit of space and that little bit of time, I was able to go, oh shit, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay to step back. It's okay to, you know, and it's okay if you're, you know, behind the chair right now and you're like, I don't think I want to do this forever. It's okay. Like acknowledge that thought. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't make you a, a bad hairstylist or a shitty person, or like there are other ways to do things in life. And I thought I used to joke with my clients, I'm going to die behind the chair doing your hair. And I like wore that as a badge of honor. And now I'm like, ha, no motherfucker. I'm going to be sitting in the mountains or on a beach. When I pass away, like I'm going to be chilling. 
<laughs> right? Oh my God. And that's the first thing. Anytime I was like, even gave a slight hint that I was going to be slowing down to do hair. They were like, Oh, oh, uh, what are you going to be doing? They were all inquisitive. And then the next thing I would hear was, well, but you'll still do my hair. Right. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh, we, as a yeah. society, we care about other people, but not as much as we care about our fucking self. And Correct. it's like, that's fine. And I think, you know, you have to look out for number one. I, I would too care. I mean, that's why I do my own hair now. And it, right. but <laughs> You know, so moving through all of that, that's amazing. And I, do you think that the closure and the time that we had during shutdown really opened your eyes to what you were doing to yourself and allowed you that space to like breathe a little bit to realize maybe you wanted to to switch it up a little bit? Or did now, you? I, I think yes, but I also think I wasn't ready to acknowledge it. Yeah. I think I needed to take that time. Was I ready mentally? No. So do you know what I did instead of being able to travel and teach? Um, I went ahead and I jumped full force into educating. I did free shit on Facebook groups. I was, you know, going on Instagram lives because I felt that need to create. Now it did make me slow down and it did make me question, is this, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is it my time to jump into education full time? I, I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready in my soul. So yes, it made me question things, but I like to do, I like to do this thing where a bottle, I push it down and then I put my hands over my ears. Like I'm a little five-year-old and I go, la, 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 la. When I start to have uncomfortable feelings or I have thoughts that are big or that are scary or that are, that could be life-changing, but here's what I have learned. And I want to share this because somebody out there might relate to this. When you go la, 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 and you shove it down and you shove it down. I hate to tell you this. It's going to come out. And just because you ignore it doesn't mean it's not true. And the longer we ignore things, the worse it gets. Yeah. And I, I got to that point. I got to a boiling point, a bubbling point you know, and I just was like, okay, now's the time to just fucking be and to dig into your shit. Cause you're feeling this way for a reason and, and you can't shake it, Sarai. So it's time, it's time to jump into that. And for me, one of my, one of my underlying thoughts was, okay, like I've been homeless at one point and you know, I was an addict and you know, I built myself from the ground up. So if I sit and I be still, and I get an answer that I don't want to hear, guess what? I built something so I can build it again. So I think that was a, an odd comfort for me, but knowing that I did have the strength, no matter what happens. Like if, if I listen to my spirit my spirit says, burn everything to the ground that you have. And that's what I'm truly feeling in my soul. I got, I literally said to the universe, if that is what needs to happen, then that's what is need. That's what needs to happen. And I got honest with myself. Thank God. That's not what it needed to happen. Though. <laughs> some, some days though, I swear you get on the yeah. verge of that where you're like, fuck all of this. It's just like, and, and that is, if you've ever seen one of those like memes that someone creates about entrepreneurship, it literally looks like a psychopath roller coaster because right. that is what it is. And that's, you know, and, and again, starting at something new. It's like, how do you give up the old identity of yourself of working 60 hours behind the chair and just building this epic clientele? Like it's hard to leave something that you've built for fear that you can't do it again. Right. Yeah. Even though you've proven to yourself, you could do it once. It's like, it's, it's, it's a mind fuck to think, no, well, I, I can't re recreate what I've already done. I can't recreate that success in another avenue or another lane, but we see mm -hmm. people do it all the time. And that's, 
the powerful thing about social media is we see what can be done. I always like to use social media as that is what's possible. And then the, the whole premise for this podcast is pulling back the curtain to show how people got to where they are, how Sarai now has, you know, almost a thousand members on her blonding crew page, all paying $25 a month. We'll do simple math reviews between uh-huh. 20 and $25,000 a month. She's making off becoming an educator, stepping into that space, giving herself the room to grow and create the content to put on this page, to promote it, to talk about it, to share it. Hadn't she given herself that space, she would have never created the runway and the time to do what she's done. So it's like, if your hands are so full, when the opportunities come or when things present themselves, you're like, well, I would take it, but I I don't want to drop anything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you just gently set it down and leave it to be picked up later, if not ever, or pass it on to somebody else to carry the torch with, like I've done with my clientele, you then create the space to do new things and to test yourself and to see what else is out there. Because maybe you would have gotten an education even deeper and thought, well, this isn't what I want to do. And then it would have been that time to assess like, okay, well, that's what I thought I wanted to do. What else is there out there for me? And I think we think if we make one decision that that's like the end all be all, I think that's kind of like a, yeah. a, a woman trait. I think men are more okay with like, <laughs> eh, fuck it. Or with us, we don't like, we, we have so much pride of ego. Like if you, if you run yeah. in your masculine a little bit, like we do, it's like, we don't want to lose. Even if we never really wanted that thing, I still don't want to suck at it. Exactly. You know? I don't want to yeah. be a beginner. I don't want to be a newbie. No, nobody likes to start over because you know why? Because you don't know. You know, it's like, we want to know the answers. I'll do that. I'll do that. If I know it's going to create success for me, I'll create the course. I'll start the program. I'll create my own Instagram page. I'll show up only if I know it's going to pay me in the end. Right. But life is not not how life works. (laughs) Just like, just like getting married or having children. Like you never know what you're going to get. And one day you get one way and the next day you get something else. Trust me. It's just like literally like having a spouse or a child. That's entrepreneurship's the same way. Yeah. Some days I love my yeah. kids. Some days I'm like, whose fucking idea was this? <laughs> you know, same with marriage. Some days it's the best thing ever. And some days you're like, divorce papers are on the way. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. but at the end of the day, you learn from all the lessons. And I think both of us hate the word failure because it just is an opportunity for you to grow and, and to learn and explore. So today we want to just talk to you guys about what success looks like for you. Sarai teaches this so beautifully. I wanted her to kind of go over this with you guys so that you could have some takeaways. If you have to pause the podcast at some point and come back and write this stuff down, um, you can, but I'm actually going to have our amazing assistant that we now both share, create some downloadable PDFs that will go with this podcast episode so that you can download these episodes, download the episode with the PDFs and work all of this out on your own time. We hope that you share it with us, but also just have it for yourself so that you can really define what success means for you because I think Soraya and I are both in a place in our life um, personally and professionally where we're redefining what success means for us and we're we're pushing ourselves and each other to think bigger um, and what is possible so um, Soraya share with us some of your good stuff and I'll chime in when whenever you need my two cents so success is such a weird word and I challenged my education group to um, define and redefine and map out what success looks like, what it feels like. So I'm going to read the English Collins Dictionary definition of success. Success is the achievement of something that you have been trying to do. Success is the achievement of a high position in a particular field. Or someone or something that is a success achieves a high position, makes a lot of money, or is admired a great deal. Now, when I read that, I was like, 
huh, but is it, but is it, does that, how does that feel? And so then I was inspired to talk about like, what does success feel like? What does it look like? Because success for me now doesn't look the same as when I was 20 or when I was 25. It's, it changes, it evolves. And that's awesome. It should, because if you are completely happy with your quote unquote success, your entire life, like maybe you're not growing, maybe you're not stepping outside of of your comfort zone. So I, I want to challenge you right now to really think about what does success mean to you? And more than that, what does it feel like to you? And, and honestly, if, if success means clearing six figures and having five figures in your bank account and, you know, you can fly to Tahiti. Awesome. Awesome. Then that's what success means to you. And I want to challenge you to write it down. What happens in our brain is when we write things down and we look at it, we have a tendency to remember it. And I'm not talking like type it out in a text. I'm talking like actual pen to actual paper to write it down. and understand what that means to you. And the more you look at it, just like with goals, when people write goal lists, the more they look at it, the more they're going to be able to understand. So when we're talking about success, there's lots of different areas. We can talk about personal, we can talk about financial, and we can talk about career. So think about your success right now. Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And then let's break it down into some categories. What does it look and feel like in your health, in your mental health, in your family life, in your social life, and in your hobbies and sit in that, where do you spend your time? And more importantly, how do you want to spend your time in your day-to-day, your week-to-week activities? That's so good. So let's talk about financial and professional. What does financial stability look like? Is it having multiple bank accounts? Is it whatever it looks like to you? What does it feel like? I mean, what does it really feel like when you think about if you could have, you know, your, if you hit your success measure, you had that six figures in the bank account. You could fly to Tahiti or Bora or you could, what does that feel like in your body? Where do you feel it? Where does that resonate with you? Is it, is it in your heart? Is it in your gut? It is, is it in your, you know, your extremities? Like, where is it that you feel that and explore that, write it down. Because again, I want to challenge you to connect with that because we're told success looks like this and success, you know, is only this. And that's bullshit because you're the only one who can define what success looks like and what it feels like for you. And even let's bring it into our professional life. Think about what success feels like at work. Does it, does what you do feel meaningful? Does it leave you fulfilled Or do you leave going, oh my God, another fucking day of this bullshit? Because if if that's what success feels like for you, then okay. But I, I, I don't think it is. Do you get to do creative things? And if you don't at work, then do you get to do that in your hobbies, in your social life? So when we step back 
and we really do some digging and we get deep with what does it look like? And I'm talking real fucking specific. And more than what does it look like? What does it feel like? Where does that resonate in your body? Like what kind of feelings is that bringing up? Like for me, when I think about flying on a fucking private jet to Bora Bora, I'm like, Oh, I just melted into my chair. My whole body is relaxed. I'm like, Oh, give me some of that. <laughs> oh my God. You can just feel that as she paints the picture, right? Like closure. I can feel the leather seats. I can smell the airplane. I could see the champagne getting walked down from the stewardess as she hands yeah. it to you. Mm-hmm. That and feels like luxury. And that's what I'm talking about. How does success feel to you? And you are the only person who gets to define what success looks like for you and what it feels like for you. I love that. You know, I'll tell you something that fucked me up in the beginning of my restart to my entrepreneur journey and, and moving into this coaching teaching space and kind of away from behind the chair was I had a mentor sit us down and and put on a piece of paper, our, our dream goal number. And I just pulled a number out of my ass. It was $5 million. Well, I was, I was only making $150,000 a year. I don't know where 5 million came from or where I thought that would be the defining number of the amount of money I needed to make. But I will tell you that I don't think it was his intention to like get me even more stuck, but because that number was so outside my comfort zone and so outside of my scope of how do I get there, anything less than that $5 million mark felt like a failure. If I couldn't figure out how to go from $150,000 a year to 5 million, I'm not going to be successful. I'm not going to be playing at the level of these around these other people that are around me. And it took me about a year to realize, what if you just made 250,000 instead of 150,000? Would that feel successful? And I was like, "Mm, still feels like chump change. I hadn't (laughs) even made it yet. And I still was just (laughs) shitting on it. And it was, it was such a reverse. He had every intention of setting us up for like big dreams and big goals, but with no real viable way to go from point A to point B, it left me feeling more of a failure and more of an imposter of like, Anything I do that doesn't put me in that category of being able to make that amount of money isn't going to work. And so I kept getting in my own way when I would think about ways to create that success for myself. I didn't allow myself to grow and evolve in smaller bite-sized ways that would allow for more opportunity to pour in. I was like, nope, if that won't get me there, I'm not doing it. So it's like what I was talking about, the return on investment. I'll only do that thing if I know it's going to pay off in the end. Right. And I've since realized that 5 million isn't what I need in order to live my dream life. I did my hard numbers and it's closer to like $650,000 a year that I need to make it. Well, that's a big gap. It's a huge gap, gap. (laughs) but it's also a big gap from 150 to 650 in the reality of most people's lives. Right. They're like, how the fuck am I going to 10 X my business? So it's like, if I had been told that number, would I have thought differently? Probably because if I could replicate things and, and change them up, but I like mapped out everything. If I could take this many vacations and travel like this and have this car and buy this house, how much would I need to make every year? And when I took the pressure off of it being 5 million to only being 650,000, I was like, that seems way more doable. Let's reverse engineer mm-hmm. how I can create that. And yeah. once I allowed myself permission to be like, that would also feel successful. 
at one point, sure, I'd love to make $5 million a year. Duh. Who, sure, wouldn't? who wouldn't? No fucking shit. <laughs> but in order for me to feel like, you know, I've done the thing, then the, the number was so much more relatable. And so every time I make, you know, more money or I have a, a new opportunity that is presented my way, I just see it as a way to get me to that next place. And so allowing success to evolve for me has felt I, I sent Sarai because I saw she posted this in her blonding crew. And this is the type of content you'll get if you sign up for this, this epic program that she has too. So much more insight and more depth. Uh, yes, we're teaching you through the podcast and you can download and do this with us too. But, you know, having real conversations inside of that community is like really the catalyst for change, I think. Um, because if you don't share what this means to you with other people, it's hard to let them hold you accountable. Well, you said you wanted to do these things in your life. Let me help you and let me help create accountability for you. And I think that's what speaking your goals and dreams into existence um, is so powerful, but also being real with yourself. Like what could I do in the next three months, six months or a year to start to create momentum towards those bigger goals of what I call success. For me, the word peace kept coming up. Peace, Mm -hmm. alignment, fulfillment. You know, I was finding a lot of success monetarily, but it wasn't fulfilling me. I was doing the thing. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Because so many people think, and you know what? Self-included. I used to think if I hit a certain number, my life would be perfect. All my problems would go away. I would feel a certain type of way. Um, I can tell you that's fucking bullshit. That is the farthest thing from the truth. I hit those numbers and I still was like, oh my God, I feel kind of empty. Like I'm not truly peaceful. I'm not truly happy. So a number isn't going to automatically make your problems go away. That's why I talk about how does that feel to you? How does that actually like in your body, does it make you want to melt into your chair with just like ooey gooey, good feelings? How does it make you feel? That's more important to me than your actual measure of success. Cause I don't give a fuck what it is. What I want to know is how does it make you feel? Yeah. Cause that's important shit because anybody can make money. Now, is it easy? No, but you can do it. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. Yeah. So the money, the money aspect, throw that out the window. Like, yeah, it's great to have goals, but I love just that you brought up the 5 million. You pulled it out of your asshole. You made it, you allowed it to make you feel like a piece of crap for a while. Then you were like, huh, let's dive deeper into this. Let's bring it back a little. And then I'm going to reverse engineer how to get there. And then you started talking about the peace and the alignment. That's the shit that's important. And that's the shit that that you don't hear a lot of people talking about where it's like, oh, we make six figures. I make seven figures. This business makes eight, 10. Cool. 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 That's great. That's awesome. However, does that mean they're successful? Right. And that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing. And you'll redefine what success means to you as your life moves in the different seasons. Like, you know, success to me was so different uh, before I had my son and success or a successful life feels so different for me now having somebody that I want to show up for that I want to make time for. I make decisions based off of how that feels and success is redefined as a parent, right? Like what makes me a successful parent? How does that feel? Because those feelings resonate so much more with me, but that also fuels me to like drive me in the business sense too, because I want to create, you know, generational wealth so that he can have opportunity. It's like so many layers to why we do what we do. If you're just doing things for monetary reasons, it's only going to last you so long. 
if you're doing it for a deeper reason and, and a more heartfelt why, like it will connect you on the days that shit's hard. Like we talked about, it will connect you back to why you're doing what you're doing when you feel stuck, lost, or when shit hits the fan, you'll go back to that and, and you'll say, no, this is why I'm doing it. And this is why I'm rooted in this being my path to success. But I think staying open to how you get to that level, um, is, is the best thing you can do for yourself, not having expectations around how you're going to get to the thing. The how, they say, is not your concern. It's just, <laughs> it's just you having unwavering faith that if you put out into the universe exactly what it is that you want to call into your life and you spend some time putting the pedal to the metal, you can get there. You know, mm-hmm. And I always say the amount of effort that you show up putting in is the amount of effort the universe will show you back. And by you spending those first formidable years, like pedal to the metal, working as much as you did, you built this extra runway and time on the back end so that you could rediscover what that success feels like for you now, because you could have kept doing what you were doing, making all that money, having all the, I have hundreds of clients that I do. So many people come to me like, that was a status title all on its own. Oh, and, for sure. You know, and, and that's one of those things that was hard for me to start to walk away from too. And I still struggle because I'm still behind the chair, not because it's so profitable, but because I have a hard time letting go of that part of me. There's yeah. a part that feels like I built this and it's my baby and I can't let it go. But, you know, the 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 phrase, your business shouldn't be your baby has probably popped up in my mm-hmm peripheral more times than not in the last like couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, like, but do you, let me just show right. you. One I was more just going to ask yeah. you that. <laughs> but it, it's okay to, you know, not burn the boats and go do the next thing. Like you can still yeah. keep what you've created, which is what her and I have both done and what we're doing now while we work on the next phase and the next version of what success feels like for us. And it's going to be sticky and it's going to feel a little icky and gross and you're going to have limiting beliefs and all of that, but go back to doing this work on those PDFs and work through everything that she mapped out for you and see if that doesn't help give you some clarity. Because when we have clarity, what do we have? Confidence. And when you have the confidence to try the thing, you, you just take one step every single day and prove to yourself, like with that movement, inspired action. Like you can get to that place that you want a whole lot quicker when you just keep taking a few steps every single day and showing up. It's when we don't try, when we don't know what road we're supposed to get down. Like if you don't have the directions to where you want to go, you're not going to know where you're going or know how to get there. So you have to map out your own path um, with just having faith that, you know, if I keep showing up, I keep putting out into the universe exactly what I want, it will find its way to me. And I think by doing this personal work, um, you can start to lean in and have some faith around that. Don't you think? I do. And it's also kind of a a scary moment too. When you, when you start to trust yourself, when you start to get Mm. honest with yourself, when you start to drop the the bullshit or the expectations, uh, it can feel really scary. And, you know, something you said earlier made me think of when babies are growing up and they're learning to walk. Does anybody expect a nine month old to go straight into walking like or running or a marathon. No, that's stupid. They don't have the tools. They don't have the experience. So why do we as adults put those expectations in our head that we're supposed to go from being a baby in something, not even knowing how to crawl to just doing a full fucking 5k like that doesn't make sense. Uh, and I'm so guilty of it too. Same. But when you think about it in terms of that, you're like, oh shit, maybe I should cut myself a little slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a baby. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's hard to be a baby when you're in your forties. It's like, it's God, not fun, yeah. but it, it also wasn't fun to be a brand new assistant on the floor 
at 18, 19 years old when I was the baby. I was literally the baby. That also sucked because you want to be where those people that are successful and have a thriving clientele are. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be rock star Tony and Stephanie Kachowski and Robert Crummings and Takashi Kitamoto. Like I wanted to be them so bad, but like you can't skip steps in business. You can't skip steps when you're yeah. building something. You have to work from the ground up so that you know what each phase is like. It's building the foundations. It's like with any great relationship, there's got to be foundations and you building the foundation for what success means for you is the ultimate goal here. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you guys take this time, download the PDFs, do the work, share with us on social media. If you want to screenshot your answers, we'd love to see them. Um, and if this podcast resonated with you, please, please send it to somebody, you know, that could be inspired by it also, because it would mean the world to get our voices, this message, the beauty inspires beauty vibe out to more and more people. And again, if you haven't checked out Sarai's uh, education play page, please do that. Now that's blonding crew. You can find them on Instagram but through her platinum giraffe page. Sarai, do you want to leave anybody with any? Jessica can't talk today. Her mouth is just not working anymore. Any last parting words, my friend? I just really want to say you are amazing. Here <laughs> to say that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I, I'm grateful. I'm fucking honored. I'm so incredibly fucking stoked to be here and I'm grateful to be part of this journey with you. This is super fucking rad. And I really want to say to the humans listening right now, you are fucking incredible. And there is amazingness in you. And I know that the world is scary and I know that life is messy and this shit is like, it can be so overwhelming and you can just feel so fucking lost, but you're fucking amazing and you're incredible. And you have your superpower is being you and nobody else has that. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. That's the BU and beauty inspires beauty. That's why that if you can't be yourself, like what's the point of it? And then yeah. that's the powerful thing about showing up authentically as yourself. Um, and I think, I think the next episode, next Monday's episode, we should talk about how that relates to personal branding and how you just being the amazing version of yourself is all you need to really build a foundation of this personal brand, but doing this work and, and defining what success means to you is going to help you define what it, what it looks like to show up and build this personal brand. That's going to take you to the next level in your life and business. So we will see you next Monday. Same place, the two of us, crazy yes. blondes, talking smack, <laughs> telling you you can do it all. Uh, until next time, catch us on IG, come say hi, hang out with us, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically.